Welcome back, everybody, to another episode. It is pandemic week eight, I think. I've been running out of shows to watch, and I've been watching catfish compilations on YouTube. Yeah, it's gone down a dark road. <laughs> oh, I'm watching uh, Never Have I Ever. What is, oh, is that the, um, it's like Indian girl or something? Yeah, the who never had sex and who never had yeah. a boyfriend. <laughs> It's kind I of have funny. to start that show too. Yeah, a lot of my Indian friends told me to watch it, so I started it. Yeah, like literally everyone on Instagram, that's like all they have in their stories. What, the uh, Never Have I Ever? Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like there's um a lack of, I guess, brown people or brown representation. Because there's only like three brown people in it. No, I mean, like, in mainstream media, there's not much, like, brown representation. Mm. Like, off the top of my head, I could only, like, think of, like, three or four people who but are, like... they're trying to take, like, Bollywood and infuse it to Hollywood, which, well, a lot of times doesn't really work. It's, like, white, yeah. I guess. It's, it's like, um, like, super, like, two different worlds. Like, it's almost like Priyanka Chopra. Yeah. Yo, she was so good in Indian movies. I watched her old ones recently with my grandma. And then after yeah. I, uh, what's it called? I started watching, like, her new stuff with Quantico and then her movies. Her yeah. Hollywood, I'm like, she was so much better back then than she is now. Yeah. I feel like she can easily pull it off. She did, like, her education in U.S. or something. Like, I think she did high school in... She did it in India, and then she came here, I guess. Like, her her mom sent her to, like, boarding school or something. But it's weird, because when I watch her interviews, I feel like she let it get to her head a bit. Yeah. She's, like, cocky now. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> Never used to be like that. She was more humble before. I feel like even that, I don't know if you know from Mindy Project. Mindy, yeah. Yeah, like, even her, like, she's so whitewashed. I love her. Like, I love that, like, she's Tamil and, like, she's, like, you know, doing her thing. But, like, even her, like, I feel like she doesn't take advantage of voicing the brown community and, like, philanthropy. I guess it's just me. Like, I'm into that kind of stuff, but not everyone is, you know? Yeah. I hate them for, for not doing whatever they're not interested in. That's just how it is. Yeah. I had such a funny day today. <laughs> A funny thing, <laughs> yo! I told you, I told you my story. How I wanted to order food, and you know it's this pick location. Yeah. Both. I thought it said okay, like it's gonna deliver, so I put that, and then all of a sudden I see your driver has been. I was like, oh shit! That's not what I wanted. No, but honestly, their their apps are too similar. Yeah, that's why. Like, I'm the same looking too. Yeah. So I literally went to Canadian Tire today and I wanted to buy a tricycle. It's an adult one. Like it's literally a three-wheeler, but it's for adults. I ended up getting like a two-wheeler bike, but it's too big. Like I can't touch the ground when I'm on it. But you're not supposed to. You're just supposed to be on your tippy-toe when you ride a bike. <laughs> I'm like hanging. Fix the like seat, adjust it. It's, on, it's like at the very bottom. And it said like on the specifications, it's like 5'3". Like, it's ideal for, like, heights 5'3 to 5'7. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, I'm like, oh, give or take an inch or two. Like, that should be okay. I think that two inches would matter that much. I but... mean, yeah, it does. <laughs> Especially in the bedroom. 
Every inch matters. Exactly. <laughs> Yo, it does make a difference. Like from speaking from experience, yeah. you do feel it. Even though people say it's about the motion, it's not true. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like you were the one who kind of made me feel like, oh, like, you know, like it's, it's not about size, it's about technique. Like, I never thought that before, but then I remember that, like, with your experiences, there were some guys who were smaller than what you were used to, but yeah. they made you feel so good, or, like, made you, like, have the big O. It's true, like, the small, but it was, it was weird. The smaller guys, I felt like I was able to come with the bigger guys, but the bigger guys, they did other stuff to make me come, too. I don't know, yeah, you do feel it. Like, ego, too, I think. I feel like if you're big, you know you're big. Yeah. And so that's nowhere too. Yeah. So they, they kind of like put in like bullshit effort into it. Like they don't give it their all. They're like, oh, it'll do. But I also think it does depend on the size of a woman. Because if a woman is small down there, like yeah. a big one's going to hurt her. So it's better like a smaller penis than a girl. I, I didn't know that that was an actual thing. Like, mm-hmm. but I saw this... Um, I think it was like a Japanese show and it's based on a real life story. Was it hentai? <laughs> it was a what? Hentai. No, it wasn't. <laughs> oh, that stuff's interesting. But um, it was basically titled My Husband Doesn't Fit. And I was like, oh, let's see what this is about. Because I thought I it was. Yeah. Yeah, but like, did you see the show? I, I saw the first episode, but I didn't continue. Yeah. <laughs> so like, it's basically like her husband cannot fit inside. But she's tried having sex with many other men and it's just like it works fine mm-hmm. it's just her husband and like i'm curious to know if he was like humongo or not but like even him he's had sex with many other women and it wasn't like anything weird for them but there's also like i think some people have uh i forget what it's called but i think the the slang term is like it clamps up oh uh vaginimus or vagitimus like, it's basically your muscles kind of, like, clamp up. Vaginimus. Yeah, so they can't have sex because it's always going to be painful every time it goes in. Well, I mean, they could if they do exercises. Like, there's a Kegel exercise that they can do. Or they can try um, when they're peeing to, like, hold it in and then let it out slowly. You keep doing that until your, like, bladder is fully empty. But you hold it for 10 seconds, I think. And then you let it out for two or three seconds then you hold it back so it it works your muscles so it's not painful when you have sex i only know one person who's tried like kegel balls before but like i remember like i was with the person when we were buying them and like those are big <laughs> <laughs> they're not just like little like beads or whatever but i think that i think through her research what she found was that wearing it um if you really want to get uh, fast results or something the best way to do it is to wear it the whole day or like not like 24 hours but like wear it throughout the day yeah and because we have like 5,000 nerve endings so I think every vagina is different it's yeah. for men because we're like straight men that are trying to please women or like lesbians because yeah. then for them it's like okay this works for one person but it doesn't work for another person yeah. whereas guys it's easy it's just like oh it's just a penis let me just suck it and they're already like, yeah satisfied that's what makes us like unique though mm-hmm. and like we could like have many orgasms whereas guys need to recharge mm-hmm. it's, it's awesome being a woman 
Yeah, we could have babies. We have great sex, honestly. I don't think that guys would feel the same. I mean, for them, like, they, they, they don't know anything um, outside of what they feel, right? But I think for guys, it's, for girls, it's more like you need, I don't know how to say it, uh, explain myself. More stimulation. Yeah. yeah. Whereas guys, it's just, they just need to look at a woman and they're, they're turned on because they're meant to, like, reproduce or get as many women pregnant as possible. Yeah. Like, sperm is cheap, eggs are expensive. That's why women are more pickier with the men they sleep with. And even, like, um, I've seen, like, like some guys where they say, like, they could just, like, look at, like, a woman's face and, like, they have an active imagination is what they call it. Yeah. <laughs> I guess they just go to town. And it's, it makes you feel like, damn, so, like, all these, like, Instagram photos and stuff, like, it's a Yeah, trap. they do get horny from looking at that, from women's bodies. But they're a little beautiful. It's so weird, though, because I can, I can see why the cougar and the... What, what do you call those males that are younger that go after a cub? Like, I could see why a cougar and a cub would go together because males reach their sexual peak at around 18, and for females, it's around 50. Is that really? Yeah. Yeah, but that's the last thing I get, but I, did, I was not expecting that the male peak for uh, sexuality is at 18. Yeah. Like, that's average. It's not every guy, obviously. There's some guys that are, like, always horny, even in their 30s, 40s. Yeah. I did have someone say that like um after their after like they've had kids and stuff. So like um like their kids are I think like in elementary school age kind of thing. And so like when their kids are off to school, they find themselves getting very horny is what I've heard. <laughs> I've never heard that. Yeah. It's interesting. But I know um for men at least if they're still horny like they're still like reaching their sexual peak in their 30s and 40s i guess they have really good genes that are meant to just spread everywhere to every woman man sexuality is such like an interesting like concept because it's so like there's so much to it you know Mm -hmm. there's some people who have erectile dysfunction at 25 there's some people who are like pumping strong at (laughs) at 60 and it's like damn I heard a story of a couple, um, I don't remember who told me or where I heard it. I don't know if it was my cousin because she works in um, old folks home or nursing home. And so she was telling me that old people, they sometimes sneak around to have sex with each other. Oh my God. And they're like elderly. So they're weight loss retirement. And they're like, well, I'm single. I don't have a husband or a a wife. So might as well do it with the people here. We're also making to meet other old people. Yeah. Especially if they they have like um they're widowed or something, and mm-hmm. then they find like other like widowers there, and they're like, hey, you want to get frisky? <laughs> <laughs> well, I never hear sex stories from old people. I mostly hear them from younger generation. Yeah. But at the same time, do we want to hear? <laughs> I kind of do. I want to know. <laughs> what do you want to know? I want to know how frisky they get. I want to know if they get kinky or if they're just having missionary sex. Do they like it wild? I'm interested to know, like, because I feel like a lot of um, couples who have been married for, like, 35, 40 years, Mm -hmm. I'm interested to know, like, what did they do throughout their, like, sex life for Mm -hmm. all those years? Like, did they have one partner? Did they, like, get a little bit, like, florative? It depends on the person and what they like sexually, too. Would you ever um, experience with another girl or another man? I have heard of 
like some couples where they 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 get married and then they're like super loyal they have kids together and then like 10 years down the down the road like one of them would just feel like listen like i just need some new dick <laughs> you know so it's like in that in that like scenario i've seen like um some people like from joe joe from after the fields he's the one who said this he's like honestly like if it, if i was in that situation i wouldn't mind just like you know like go have your your little time mm-hmm. and come back and like they'll still stay married so it's like open marriage kind of thing mm-hmm. but it's like you still come back home to each other because you love each other and it's it's honestly just like sex so it's like not like you're having an emotional like deep connection with this person it's it, kind of like it, it's so weird how we term the word monogamy because we're attracted to more than one person in multiple ways like intellectually emotionally yeah. and physically so why do we choose to just be with one person yeah. when we can like biologically we're meant to be with so many more more people um there's this couple that i follow on youtube and i feel like i tend to follow people who like personally i feel like they're kind of like complete opposites to me so this couple they're like super like extreme minimalist and they're like digital nomads so like they travel they do work online and they travel the entire world in their van and like you know you've heard me talk about this kind yeah, of yeah we wanted to do van life <laughs> I know that I could not see myself doing that anytime in the future just because of the way my life is kind of like going on right now. Like it's not that time for me, mm-hmm. but um, they're basically like that. They're, they're, they have a polyamorous relationship. So wherever they're traveling, they kind of like meet different people, whether it's male, female, whether it's like a bisexual type of thing, or sometimes they both have a connection with the same person. So they all kind of like um, enjoy that connection together. And it's not always sexual. And recently, I after like a few years of not seeing their content, I went back to their channel and I realized that um, the woman in the relationship mm-hmm. is pregnant and they're having like a kid together. Oh. And it's like, it's really cool, to be honest. Even though I don't see myself doing exactly that, I feel like it's awesome. Yeah, so um, actually, I was having this conversation with my roommate because I had just finished reading the book, Mating in Captivity. I think I was telling you about it. She was talking about, like, our erotic intelligence and why it dies down after a year. And I started questioning, I'm like, it's true. Like, with our friends, we have multiple friends, but we don't say oh they're cheating us emotionally when they have a deeper connection with them but then when our partners or they have a deeper connection with somebody else we're like oh that's cheating emotionally do you believe in the concept of emotional cheating because i don't i don't think i do i feel like in my previous relationships that i've had yes because i've seen myself do it and i've seen my significant other at the time do it as well i guess i was much younger too so it's like from the community that i come from if I'm exposed to like cheating, sleeping around, exploring my sexuality, I have this like name stamped on me and it's like so hard to get rid of that and like move past it in order to protect that. I would be like, oh, if you're seeing someone else, whether you guys are friends or not, I can't have that. I've heard myself say that. Emotional cheating for you, like, is that a concept? And if it is, what is it to you? For me, I feel like emotional cheating is when I cannot speak to my significant other and I end up turning towards someone else outside of the relationship. So like I'm going to someone, like I'm something's really bothering me and I'm going outside of my relationship to another man who I'm attracted to. But then 
I'm putting the name friends on it. And then I'm like talking to them about all these like issues or like whatever's on my mind. If feelings develop too, then it gets really messy. But why though? Why is that emotional cheating? Let's say you had two friends who weren't in a relationship, but you had two friends. You were like, you had a deep connection with one. And then you start to get to know the other one better and you developed a deeper connection. Would you say that's cheating on your friend? Only for relationship. But why though? We don't do that with friendships. Why do we do it with relationships? I feel like in all of my past relationships, I've always looked forward to having a long-term thing with them. Like, I feel like down the road, if I want to make this long-term, I want to be able to talk to you and I want you to be able to talk to me. And then if we can't do that with each other and then we're going to other people outside of our relationship, who's not only like a friend, but someone who we could possibly see each other with, then it's like, I feel like it gets really messy. But why though? Because um, one of my friends, her boyfriend made a really good point. He said that um, it's this idea of ownership that we put in relationships. And that's why there's emotional cheating with relationships because of ownership. And he yeah. also said that um, we have a choice. Whereas like for physical cheating, it's a choice. But whereas emotional, you don't choose your feelings towards someone. You don't choose your connections. They just happen naturally. And then he made a good point. And then I'm like, oh, this just solidifies like my beliefs in emotional cheating and questioning it. I just feel like in my experience, like even with some of my friends too, there's been breakups. There's a lot that goes into it. It's not simply like you had a connection with someone else. So this relationship is over for me. It wasn't like that, like black and white, you know, it's a lot more like there's a lot of gray area too. It's 100% okay to have deep connections with other people. Whether you guys are friends, whether you're in a long-term relationship, married, seeing each other, whatever. The main thing is trust issues. Because there's so many, like, times where I've seen, like, couples, like, they're like, oh, so if you're, like, seeing this person this many times, and, like, let's say, for example, like, a girl and a guy, they're best friends since elementary school. And then the boyfriend or girlfriend that they end up getting doesn't like this whole like connection that they're having it gets broken it happens so often like it's literally like the girl or the guy wouldn't want you seeing this person more because like in case attraction builds because in my experience i've noticed that the people that i've had deep connections with i end up falling for them i've been in that situation where it's like i'm in a relationship with one person i find myself falling for this other person because of the deep connection we have and that made me not even trust myself so it gets really messy but you see i don't i don't always think like emotional cheating is with like somebody from opposite sex because i remember when i was with my ex a lot of times i felt like i couldn't talk to him i felt like i was walking on eggshells so for me like for the emotional stuff i would lead on a lot of my girlfriends and for him like even i'm not even though i'm not telling him stuff and i'm telling like my friends who are females for him that was emotional cheating because I couldn't go to him and it's not necessarily like a deep connection with um, someone of the same sex or somebody who you're attracted to because for me I'm mostly attracted to males but I I feel like I can connect emotionally better with women I'm not necessarily attracted to them so when I turned to them for him that was cheating emotionally even though like physically I'm not attracted to females so that's why, and even when I would like talk to my cousins or whatnot too, for him it was still emotionally cheating. 
That's definitely toxic behavior, honestly. But see, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, how how can we determine what is emotional cheating if, like, if I'm talking to a girlfriend or like my cousin and I'm not sharing emotionally with him, but I have a deeper connection with them? Yeah. How's that? It definitely varies. Like, it depends on your relationship, your sexuality, past trauma, or like trust issues that you have for whatever reason, or even like religious or like cultural biases you know it's a lot because for me I feel like it's easier for me to connect emotionally with females and get that deeper connection than it is for males and with males I feel like I can connect with them better on an intellectual level not so much emotional it's a lot definitely and like another thing is that um like as a teenager like you know the whole like open relationship open marriage I knew about it I knew that like Oh, like, you know, back then people used to have seven wives and in some religions, they still do that. I knew that for sure, but I didn't know people still practice it. Like that's how, like in my own bubble I was. So like whenever I was like growing up and then like I suddenly see like all this like polyamorous couples and everything, I was like, damn. So like at that time I was already committed. I felt like, no, that's not for me because I, I want him. It's so weird, too, because um, I never understood the concept of open relationship. And I think it's because so much of my life, I was told that you're only supposed to be with one person. One of my friends, she was in it, and she she explained it to me in a way I understood. She's like, think of it this way. You you don't only have one, fr- uh, one, one like, friendship. You have multiple friendships. So th- she's like, how can we just say that you just want to have one friend, but with partners you can only just have one partner you're more likely to cheat than if you are free to experience and explore whoever you want and for her she said that's what made her like the fact that they had that freedom at the end of the day they just wanted to be with each other not other people because they allowed themselves to have that freedom of exploring with other people like I felt like this kind of stuff it wasn't available in my like early like days I guess like I was like marriage that's what I want I'm the person who's like in, interested in more of a long-term commitment so I guess maybe that's why I tended to believe in emotional cheating if you trust him then why would you have to think that if you know that he's faithful to you he chose you I definitely had trust issues back then it sucks because I don't even know where it came from I think maybe it was like I didn't exactly trust my family like my sister used to read my diary and shit like bring it up in conversation like casually and so you know as a seven-year-old having your diary being like (laughs) read out loud (laughs) you're gonna have trust issues at 16 17 uh, like my cousin's kid she's nine years old and she had her diary and then um I'm like, oh, this is a diary. It's secret. She's like, no, you can read it if you want. I don't have anything to hide. And she's only nine. That's so cute. But like, as long as you're like nice about it, you're not like, oh, like, why did you write this in here? My sisters were like that. They're like, oh, who's this guy? Oh, who's that guy? <laughs> I had so many like little like elementary crushes. Oh, I had a crush on the Tuxedo Man from my whole elementary. Tuxedo Man? Yeah, from Sailor Moon. Oh, so that's your type, eh? Yeah. (laughs) dark and handsome. It's the universal type, I think. I mean, I can't really say that. No, I don't think so. It's it's funny. Like, some people say they don't have a type and that we shouldn't. We should be open to all. 
But I think that's bullshit. The minute you can eliminate a quality you don't like in someone, that's the minute yeah. you have a type, for me at least. I don't know where I saw it. I think it might have been 100 Humans, the host of the show, kind of like mentioned it. Um, whenever you mention like a handsome man, it's usually like tall, dark, and handsome. And I was like, hmm. Not really. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting because like, I feel like in some of my relationships, yeah. But in others, hell no. We've had our share of short men and they were fine, you know? <laughs> I know I definitely have a type, so um, mentally, emotionally, and physically. Well, when you look at like all the people that you've had connections with or like whether it's like emotional level, mentally, or even just physical, do you see something that travels between all of them? Like, they yeah, are- they're all emotionally fucked up, <laughs> but intellectually, they're all smart. I tend to be attracted to that. Uh, guys that are have an intellect higher than mine's because I feel like it challenges me and it pushes me. At the same time, all the guys that I've had fallen for emotionally, they were in a dark place. They were emos, if you will. Yeah, interesting. I think I read something about that because I kind of was in this in a similar situation before. And I was questioning myself. I'm like, why do I always end up with these like guys who don't have their shit together? And it's like they're they're like in a like, weird spot in their life. Yeah. And then I realized that I'm I'm kind of one of those mama bear girlfriends, I guess. Like I, I love nurturing and like caring for something. I should just get a puppy instead of getting a man and <laughs> nurturing him it would be a lot easier for me (laughs) but I kind of have those qualities and I feel like in some of my relationships I've seen that be very beneficial for both me and the other person so maybe that's kind of like your thing too like you want to fix fix them emotionally because they were they were pretty self-sufficient they had they were independent it was just emotionally maybe maybe I wanted to like a lot of them had depression too. So maybe it's like I wanted to cure their depression or something like that. It sucks that we put ourselves in that position because at the same time, that's a lot of a, it's a lot yeah. to carry on your shoulders. I, you know? I don't think we put ourselves in that position. I think it just happens naturally. And you start to wonder like, how do I track these people in my life? Or what is it yeah. about me that's making these people gravitate towards me easily or away from me? definitely true because like I feel like it's not like oh this guy's broken I'm gonna stay away from him yeah. it was more like this guy's broken and I'm mad yeah. in love with him yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know and it's weird I've been on a lot of dates too and all the guys that were in a good place financially emotionally and intellectually I mean they were great guys they were good looking but it's like I didn't want to be with them even though they had all the great all these great qualities yeah but at the, it's like I always wanted to be with the broken guys and I think we've had this conversation a lot of times like the whole thing about you attract what you put out yeah. we're drawn to them they're drawn to us because of the energy we put out like we're putting out this energy where it's like I'm gonna love you <laughs> and like I'm gonna take care of you and then they're just like I need that you know yeah. like it's not it's not very verbal Mm-hmm. And like it's not vocalized a lot but I think that's the that's the energy that's being transferred between like connections but then it's like when you give it to them they run because they're scared I'm sure that's what it is they're scared to, to see that side of them I think a lot of guys are too um 
they've been heartbroken by one woman and because it's also it has to do with society because they don't teach men to deal with their emotions properly so when one girl breaks their heart it's hard for them to get a connection with other women or find a deeper connection on that level yeah i've talked to you about this too before uh, i think so too <laughs> I, I know already like a handful of guys who are literally going through this right now one heartbreak and they just they, they just can't find themselves to try again but I find myself kind of feeling that way too sometimes. I think it might be because I watched too much Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> I think it was Meredith Grey that kind of like had it. But it's basically like in your life, you have one epic love, a beautiful, like magical experience for both people. And then something tragic or like something weird happens that kind of like ruins it. And it's kind of like out of both of your powers to like make it work kind of thing everything else that just come that comes after it's just like average mediocre yeah and so like i find myself always thinking like if something were to happen mm -hmm. i don't think i would have it in me to try again for a long time yeah i think that's a, a lot of people um a lot of my friends too they're in long-term relationships and they said they don't know if they would be able to date again if them and their partner broke up i have a random question do you and your husband speak english to each other or tamil he doesn't speak Tamil. Oh, so it's English? Oh. Yeah. Um, he knows a few words, but it's like the pronunciation, he doesn't have it like to a T yet. And he uses Mie. When we were at his cousin's house, he was literally making me eavesdrop because they're they all talk in Tamil. So he was like eavesdropping on my on like he was asking me to like listen into their conversations and like translate to him later in the car what they said. So, like, I'm a spy, basically. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Not only am, have I turned into a wife, I'm a chef, I'm a cleaner, I'm a dishwasher, I'm, like, five things. You're a lover. Yeah, that too. That comes hard, though. I'm sorry? <laughs> How good are you that you stimulated that well? Oh, I have a question. Do you think that men who have a lot of ejaculation... It's because they're, like, down there, like, their penis and mm -hmm. scrotum or their testes is very healthy compared to men who just ejaculate a little bit. No. Remember in 100 Humans what they said? Yeah, they said it had nothing to do with it. There was no correlation. Yeah, but I think that experiment was on dancing. Mm -hmm. So men who can yeah. dance, it means that they have better, they're better, like, mating partners. But they didn't find a correlation with that semen though and reproducing or procreating i don't know in my experience i feel like every guy is different when it comes to that like a lot of there's a lot of different textures that i've come across a lot of different consistencies and like some of them are a little bit more runny than others you know stuff like that so i feel like, like the runnier ones or the stickier ones i like the sweet ones <laughs> I don't know. I don't like the gooey, sticky kind of cum. I like, I, the, like the liquidy ones. Yeah, me too. I like the liquidy ones too. And it's like, I hate when guys are like, oh, you, do you swallow? Ugh, I only swallow I some men's. Oh, I, I do tell them. I, I straight up, when guys ask, I'm like, oh, it depends on the guy. Obviously. <laughs> you out here breaking hearts. <laughs> hey, they be breaking my hearts too. <laughs> uh, it's a uh, two-way street. <laughs> yeah.